0: For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melanymitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast, and I am honored to be back in the recording studio, aka my home office, with all of you to share something that actually came about this morning as I was getting myself ready for my day and I was listening to the Daily Fire. If you are not familiar with what the Daily Fire is, I'm going to share it with you. I'll also drop a link into the show notes here where you can actually check it out. So the Daily Fire is part of the Growth Day app. Love the Growth Day app. I was introduced to it in October when our company partnered with Brendan Burchard to bring this growth day, which is the number one mindset platform out there on the market right now. It's an incredible app where you can get a daily fire. It's a daily dose of motivation from Brendan Burchard, one of the number one motivational speakers and trainers on personal development and growth and also marketing. He's kind of a genius and an awesome human being. And he created this app with the vision to bring all of these amazing teachers together that help you to really show up as your best self through your business, through your personal life. And every single day, there's this daily fire that you can listen to. There's a tab for journaling, your morning mindset, your morning routine, setting your affirmations, there's an evening journal tab, there's a place where you can plan and set goals for your week. There are so many great ways that you can not only listen to personal development, you can hear live speakers every single week and you can also have access to courses. It is the number one thing that I plug into in my personal growth, even 12 years into network marketing, I still make personal growth a priority. Daily Fire is what I do every single day as I am getting ready and positioning myself for a prosperous, productive, and positive day. Now, you can check out Growth Day. You can actually purchase it by using my link that is right there in the show notes. And with your purchase, you actually get access into my insider community where I Drop some mindset tips and hints every single week. Kind of get a peek into what I do to really show up as my best self. So anyways, head on over to the show notes, snag that right now, and let's get into today's episode. So I, in growth day right now, the whole month of February, the topic that Brendan Burchard and the speakers are going to be talking about is about stress and managing your stress. And I find that this is one thing that I was awful at when I first started in network marketing 12 years ago. And it's the one thing that over the last six years, so six years, so I've been in business for 12 years. I would say the first six years I operated under this, under the understanding Based off of what I knew at that time, my coping mechanisms, my coping skills, I operated under these just sort of circumstances. I worked myself into the ground. I worked 24-7. I felt like if I wasn't hustling, then I was falling behind. I was a constant ball of anxious energy, and I self-soothed myself by probably binging on too much social media content. I drank alcohol as stress relief. Alcohol was how I celebrated good, exciting moments. I just definitely, I, I skimped on sleep because I didn't feel like sleep was important. I was sort of in that camp of you can sleep when you're dead, and I just really didn't handle stress well. And that affected my relationships, a lot of my relationships. And the biggest one that it had an effect on was my husband and I. When you're under an immense amount of stress that sometimes is self-induced because you don't have healthy coping mechanisms, it affects your personal relationships. And it ultimately affected my health. And I just feel so passionate about this topic because here I am, six years on the other side, and I feel like I've swung the pendulum from a really unhealthy place in my life to a decently healthy place in my life. I feel like I can definitely improve with more practice, but I feel like I've come a long way. And so if you're listening to this podcast today, And you're under a lot of stress or you anticipate a lot of stress as you're renovating your business or rebuilding your business or starting a business, I really want you to know that number one, the biggest difference in my last six years as I've recovered from burnout, from chronic fatigue, from a lot of hormonal issues hasn't been the absence of stress. What has been the biggest differentiator is the way I respond to stress. So I want to start out today's conversation by saying we're never going to eliminate it. It's never going to go away, but we're going to, we're going to have to show up and respond to it differently if we want to continue to grow in business and in life. And while I was listening to growth day this morning, it just spurred this conversation. I thought, you know what? I'm going to share my perspective. Many of you follow me because you're aspiring to be a network marketing superstar. You want to make the six and seven figure incomes. You want to have the large and thriving organization. And it does not mean that your problems are all going to go away when you make a million dollars in your network marketing business. Your problems aren't magically going to go away when you build a network marketing team you're going to have new challenges that you're going to be faced with. And so the most important piece of advice I can give you is to embrace the journey and develop some really healthy coping mechanisms now so that you don't have to go through some of the things that I went through that were very painful. They were hard learning processes and I really had to undo. And still to this day, am undoing a lot of Bad behaviors, right? So let's talk about that. Bad habits is what I would say. So number one, we're never going to be able to get away from stress. That's the most important thing. And I posted about this this morning on my Instagram. I said, listen, if you are waiting for the perfect time, if you are waiting till when you have, you know, time in your calendar to build your business or a good night's sleep, or you know, you've got you're confident, you're in the right mindset, things are going well to start your business or grow your business. You're going to be waiting forever. You'll never get started because there are constantly – constantly in every season of life, there are new challenges that you're going to be faced with. So you just learn, not have to learn how to embrace the stress and embrace the deadlines. That has really forced me to be a way more organized person because I don't like that feeling of waking up every single Monday morning or every day for that matter and being stressed out about what's on, what's on my agenda for the, t- the day. I know what's coming. I know what deadlines are in the next Next couple of months, I've got a pretty good understanding of what I need to do to get there. So the first thing that I do and have done in my healing journey, and maybe I should set the stage a little bit better for you today. So if you are a new podcast listener and you don't know my anti-inflammatory journey, you can go back into the previous podcast episodes. You can actually pull my anti-inflammatory journey where I talk about healing in business. Like I said, about seven years ago, I really was at a low point, even though I was at a high in my career. I was achieving. I was at number one in the company. I had won the leadership award and I was just on the advisory board. Things were going great. My team was on fire. I was starting my new business and I just felt like I was cleaning house and my business is doing amazing. But on the flip side, personally, I was riddled with anxiety 24-7. I couldn't get myself out of bed in the morning. Or if I did, I would get out of bed, I would do a morning workout, and then I would want to crawl back in bed. I couldn't understand that even when I got a good night's sleep, I just didn't feel good. And I was irritable with my family all the time because I didn't feel good. I had headaches probably 28 out of the 30 days of the month. I wasn't super creative. I felt like I was just going through the motions. Nothing was really bringing me joy. And I was questioning everything. I was gaining weight and I'm a health and fitness coach. And for 12 years or at that time for seven years, I had been mentoring women on achieving their goals. And here I was like my scale was slowly creeping up and I just knew something was off. And that's when I connected to an amazing woman who owns a – she owns a pharmacy. She's a functional pharmacist. She's a holistic practitioner, and she really focuses and specializes on women's health. And I fell in love with her, fell in love with her mission and her vision, and connected with her. And then through a series of testing – through changing my diet, through introducing after we got my test results back, creating a step-by-step process to address some of the issues that were happening inside of my body, I began to see some massive changes. Number one, I was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue. My cortisol levels were completely flipped around. I had debilitating 24-7 anxiety, Which was triggering my irritable bowel syndrome, which, you know, some of the stress and the foods that I was eating was causing leaky gut. And so everything was sort of connected. All of these things were connected. And ultimately, it was affecting my happiness. And once I started to get that under control through diet first, then supplementation and lifestyle changes, my life has changed so much. I don't even recognize myself 5 years ago. I mean, that's how drastic of a change that I have have gone through. I feel like today I have more stress in my life than I did when I was at the height of my career, but I feel more equipped to be able to handle it today. I don't stress nearly as much as I used to, even though I do, but I definitely am coming from a different place today. So what are the things? I have six things that are listed here that I have done that over the course of the past couple of years, I've really put in some new practices. And so again, I wanna just make sure that no matter what, that you hear this one thing. This is not a quick fix. We can't wave a magic wand and and just make your problems go away. I wish I could do that for you. But you're going to have to unwind some bad habits. You're going to have to make some dietary changes first and foremost. You will then probably have to do some supplementation that does take some time to reverse the signs you are then going to have to make some lifestyle changes. And there are going to be peaks and valleys. And as situations come up in your life, you're going to have to learn new coping mechanisms, new ways to handle stress, new ways to deal with a busy calendar, better ways to set boundaries around your time and how you want that to be used. And that doesn't happen overnight. So sometimes I feel like I'm taking five steps forward and three steps back But overall, the trajectory is in the right direction. So, the first thing that I really encourage you to do is if anything, you've got to start with your diet. So, if I were to say, hands down, you know, most people, the first thing they want to know when I sit down with them or I'm on social media and I'm sharing what I do for my supplementation. Everybody wants to know what supplements I'm taking. And the first step to changing anything is immediately changing your nutrition. So for me, right, even before that, while the tests were being ordered, after I took the test, while we were waiting for the test results, I was committed to 30 days of an anti-inflammatory diet. That was the first thing that I actually started with. Why? Because years ago, not because my functional pharmacist told me to do that, but also because I remembered years ago when I did a program called Whole30. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Great program. Lots of you know evolution to anti-inflammatory diets, but that's one of them. We also offer one called the 30-Day Gut Protocol. I'll link that in the show notes with my link as well. It's what I walk people through now today who really want to create an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. But that's the first thing. Diet. There are a lot of inflammatory foods that I was consuming that were causing anxiety. Number one, Alcohol, huge, huge. And I would have never connected the dots until I completely removed it from my diet. I always thought that, you know, alcohol was a great way to relax at the end of a stressful day. It was a great way to celebrate if there was some good news that came into your life or you hit a goal in your business. But what I started to uncover was that when after I did this elimination diet and tried to add these things back in. I was still having immense amounts of anxiety. So I would drink, I would maybe have one glass of champagne at dinner, and then my heart would race at night. I would have weird dreams. I didn't get a good quality of sleep. I would wake up in the morning, even after one or two drinks, and I would have a hangover. It was terrible. And I started to say to myself, I don't like the way that I feel. And so I started to experiment with just taking alcohol out completely, and ultimately – over the course of an entire year of trying, having a drink, taking it away, having a drink, feeling the same, taking it away, waiting six months, trying again, I just honestly have decided I'm better without it and I can find a bajillion mocktail recipes that are just as good and I don't want to feel like crap the next day. So alcohol was huge. Direct correlation to my anxiety levels when it came to alcohol. Second thing I took out of my diet was gluten. I never, I'm I'm not gluten intolerant in the sense that I get physically sick, but I definitely have the brain fog. And for me, running at a peak performance and optimal optimal productivity is actually incredibly important. And every time I would eat gluten, I would notice it would take me three days to get my brain function back to normal, where I didn't feel like I had this haze over top of me. So I took gluten out for those first 30 days and then decided I was better without it. Now I eat a gluten-free diet. For me, dairy was another one that I kept out because I do actually have a gluten or a dairy intolerance. So that was just a no-brainer. The other one I noticed is a big thing is processed sugar. So because I had a lot of irritable bowel syndrome that was triggering my anxiety, you know, any kind of processed sugars, processed foods, it's eating the lining of your gut And creating this leaky barrier that's allowing particles of your food to get into your body. And that's what causes a lot of these, you know, blood brain issues where it's anxiety, it's depression, it's, you know, the IBS. And so for me, I just eliminated sugar. Again, noticing I was a little more anxious with sugar. I wasn't getting quality night's rest. And I have maintained this diet for at least the past four years now. It's crazy to think it's been that long where I've been pretty strict about the diet side of things and I feel drastically different. Now, I won't lie and tell you it was an easy transition. I dabbled a little bit. I tried gluten. Like I said, I try a little bit. I have a little more sugar. Sometimes I'll go looking for a gluten and dairy-free dessert or ice cream. And I just notice that the sugar does affect me even when I eat a cookie that's gluten and dairy-free. But I still allow myself to have it once in a while. But the effects aren't as grand as they used to be. I will tell you just your nutrition, hands down, Number one thing, if you can shift your nutrition, you will feel a thousand times better. That would be number one for you. I mean, what does this have to do with managing stress and growing a business? It has everything to do with it. You need full energy if you have big dreams. Am I right? So you've got to start treating your food as if it is a part of the formula for success. It's just as important as your social media. It's just as important as your invites. It's just as important as your follow-ups and your connections and building relationships. It's just as important as your sales goals because if you don't feel good, if you don't have sustained energy to show up throughout the day, if you're hitting a crash at 10 a.m., you are not showing up as your best self. It has everything to do with it. If you're skipping meals and you're bottoming out, and you're irritable and you can't make decisions, that affects everything in your life. So I just want to encourage you to look at your nutrition and say, where can I maybe change my current lifestyle so that I am optimizing my environment for optimal productivity and optimal peace? The second thing that I want to encourage you to do is I want you to work with a functional practitioner. So many of us can just benefit from that. And working with a functional practitioner, I'll link Josie in the comments. I mean, she's incredible. I She's out of Kansas City, Missouri. I'm here in Western Pennsylvania. We did every, all of our work together was through virtual consults. And I felt like I got the best quality of care and she did not just like steal my money right she didn't send me for a million tests and that weren't needed we tackled things one thing at a time and really prioritized the most important things we wanted to fix first which were definitely my adrenals because we needed to get my adrenals under control then we worked on my irritable my my leaky gut then we worked on my hormones so we just took it like step by step by step and in the end it didn't take me, you know, that long to get all those pieces to fall in line. So work with a practitioner who can give you a supplement regime. So for me, supplementation has been key. I didn't know what I didn't know. My psychiatrist that I went to for my anxiety medication told me, Melanie, you just have a chemical imbalance and you're going to need to take this medication forever. And there's nothing wrong with you taking this anxiety medication for the rest of your life. Lo and behold, now there are tons of studies that are coming out uh, that, you know, anxiety medications and depression medications cause dementia. And that is very scary. We, like, For a long time, just and still to this day, prescribing antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications, it's just like everybody gets one, which I understand some people need it. I still am on a very low dose. I'm working very hard to get myself off of it. But I have learned that I can actually manage my anxiety through my diet, through my nutrition, and through my lifestyle changes. And that has been so key. It is not always... All right. Just like I understand there are some outliers when it comes to mental health, but a lot of times we can diminish our symptoms. I have been able to do that. Healing my gut has brought down my anxiety. Bringing down my anxiety has helped with my IBS. So that is incredibly important. My supplementation, I have found natural supplements like Ashwagandha and L theanine that have helped me. Tremendously to deal with incredibly stressful situations and not be under the influence of a drug that is going to alter my state. I used to rely on anxiety medication to get through events, and it was terrible. I didn't, I felt like I was just kind of a shell. I was in this daze. I was always tired. I could fall asleep at the drop of a hat. And it was just because I didn't know what I didn't know. And I just want you to know you can have a, such a full life and take natural supplements and really feel your best. All right. The next one is prioritizing sleep. This is so hard because, and if you're watching, if you are would be seeing me right now, no, you're not watching me. If you were seeing this, I kind of like roll my eyes because gosh, I was so bad at sleep. I would wake up at five in the morning and stay up until 1230 at night and I would beat my body up. And when it got stressful, I just worked harder. I just drank more coffee and my eyeball would be twitching, which was always my sign of too much caffeine and too much stress. And I just ran myself into the ground, which lowered my immune system. I was sick more often. My brain definitely wasn't functioning the way that it needed to be. I can tell you that when I get eight hours of sleep a night now, I am more productive than ever, right? So I'm more productive than if I got five hours of sleep because my brain is on, I'm focused, I'm attentive, I'm creative. It's like you're in the zone. And so because I've been studying high performers for so long, I started to really say, okay, what do all high performers have in common? They prioritize their sleep. So I started to prioritize my sleep. I started to unwind the narrative that I was lazy if I was getting more sleep. I also started to go to bed earlier instead of midnight. I started to inch myself closer to 10. Now it's more like 9.15 and 9.30 is when I'm in bed. And my alarm typically goes off about 5.10 in the morning. That to me is optimal sleep environment. So for you, I want to ask you, what is your optimal sleep? What does that look like? You know, it doesn't mean that sometimes – I don't get less sleep. For example, this morning, the day I'm recording this podcast, I was awake at 4.30 in the morning for some ungodly reason. Well, actually, I know why. My husband was awake and then the dog needed to go out and then we were all up in the house. So I just know that tonight I'm going to need to make sure that I'm prioritizing sleep and that I'm actually in bed at a decent time knowing that my body – is not operating at its best today. And I'm just going to do my best. I'm not going to overexert myself. So I'm definitely prioritizing my sleep. Now, prioritizing sleep isn't just that easy because there's a lot of bad habits that go into prioritizing your sleep. So for me, let's talk about what maybe some of those bad habits might be. I used to unwind by laying in bed and scrolling social media. This is how I would unwind. And I would tell myself the story that I deserved this. I worked all day. I would save the scrolling for the end of the night where I could look at my fashion reels and follow the people that inspire me and see what they're up to. But when you do that, you have blue light that all of a sudden is triggering your brain and your circadian rhythm is getting thrown off by that light You are making millions of tiny little decisions. So your brain is starting to work. So it's getting itself hyped up and not hyped down for sleep. Sometimes you come across a bad message or maybe you check your email and you have something you forgot to do or an outstanding request or an angry customer or team member. And then all of a sudden you can't sleep because that's what you're thinking about. And so for me, I had to unwind the habit of laying in bed and scrolling my phone. Actually, at night and in the morning. And so, one of the things Brendan Burchard introduced me to was this concept of three, two, one sleep. And I've been working really hard at this. I'm not perfect, but I'm definitely moving in the right direction. Again, I noticed my sleep is so much more restful and restorative, and I fall asleep faster because of this three, two, one sleep practice. So, three hours before bed, there is no food. And I am a hard no food three hours before bed. And I actually do notice a difference on the nights that we go out and have a later dinner. Now, that means that I am a baby grandma. So I like to eat dinner at 5 or 5.30. If it's, if it's 7 o'clock that we have a dinner reservation, I am not a happy human because I just know that that's going to really set me up for a bad night's sleep and I'm not going to feel my best the next day. So three hours before bed, last meal. I eat my dinner. If I want a sweet treat, it happens right after dinner. Then two hours before bed, no work. No work. So that's a reminder to me that 7 p.m. is the last possible time that I should be doing any type of work. The day that that doesn't happen is Mondays because I still host a Monday night call. So I can't make that, you know, something that happens on Monday nights. But I do my best. Then one hour before bed, no technology, no screens. And so for me, that is washing my face, drinking my tea, journaling, reading my book, talking to my husband, Matt, getting the kids ready for bed, and then off to bed I go. That has helped me so much. It's made me more aware of my evening habits. What am I doing to really set myself up for a good night's sleep? So I would encourage you to find, maybe I would encourage you to do three, two, one sleep. If you can't do that, do your best to at least one hour before bed, not be on your phone or not be on a device and to really begin that wind down process. And like I said, not every day is perfect, but I do strive to have that consistency because those predictable routines allow us to show up as our best self. I also have an aura ring and I love it. I can't say enough good things about it. It's actually taught me how to regulate my sleep and my stress and just the way I show up throughout the day. So I would, I'm would, i a big advocate for that as well. All right. The next one is if we want to manage stress in our business. Cool. Oh, this is a really hard one. I had to change my workouts. Man, I am an insanity, T. 80 day obsession, go hard, work out for an hour, lift really heavy weights, cardio like the best of them. You know, I am not a fluffy yoga person. And yoga is actually not fluffy at all. I just want, I, you know, I want to make sure I say that yoga is incredibly challenging. But what was happening, and my practitioner really helped me to uncover this when we started to go down the path of healing my adrenal fatigue, and then later my hormones. And she really educated me. She's like, you know, Melanie, whenever you do high intensity workouts or you you know strength train at a high intensity for longer than thirty minutes, you are you're rising your cortisol level because you're still you're raising stress, even though it's a good stress on your body because you're doing something good for you. It's still raising your stress level, and that raises your cortisol. And when you raise your cortisol, your cortisol steals from your hormones to regulate everything. So when your life is stressful, right, so your day-to-day life, there's a lot of deadlines, there's a lot of financial stress, there's a lot of people, moving parts, your cortisol is jacked. Then you then put more stress on your body, but you think you're doing yourself a disservice by doing these high intensity workouts because it's going to feel good to get the stress out. But now you're stressing your body even more. And so what's happening is it's throwing off your body. That's where the extreme exhaustion comes into place. That's why women sometimes see those hormonal issues. And again, not a doctor, just speaking from my experience and what I've learned along the way. So you should definitely seek medical and professional advice. Do not take me as any kind of truth. I am just sharing my experience. So with that being said, I pared back my workouts. I started doing bar blend I started taking restorative yoga classes. I started walking in the neighborhood. I would do strength training maybe two or three days a week, but no more than 30 minutes of strength training or high-intensity workouts. That helped my body to heal from the chronic fatigue. And now to this day, when I am in a really stressful season of my business, I make time for yoga. I do yoga more than anything. I keep my workouts to 30 minutes, or if I'm going to do longer workouts, I make sure that they're on optimal days where I'm getting enough sleep. Those are really key important parts to me healing and to be able to show up as my best self. I know that my body is extra sensitive, so I have to be really careful not to overdo it. So low stress workouts, remember any stress on your body. Sometimes there's good stress. Like even me recording this podcast right now, my stress level goes up. I'm exerting energy, but it's a good stress. I love doing this, but I have to balance that out with some meditation or deep breathing or taking just, you know, going in the backyard and feeling the sunshine on my face to bring you back down to more of a restored state. All right, I've got two more things to go and then we'll we'll be on our way for the day. The next one is Just meditation, prayer, walking, whatever you do, whatever you believe, whether you're Christian and prayer is the way to go, or you like to do meditation and prayer, or just meditation, but you have to have a way to self regulate. And we can't self regulate only when we're in stressful situations. I want you to, I want to encourage you to start adopting. A practice where you begin to say there is moments in my day where I hit pause on life and maybe I breathe for five minutes. I sit there and I do boxed breathing. I notice the tension in my body and I focus my breath there to release it. I ground myself. Go out into the yard and put your feet in the grass if you can. Feel the sunshine on your face. Deep breathe. Take a moment in the day to just celebrate the things on your to-do list that you've gotten done because most of us have a million more things we didn't get done. So just taking that moment to center, to breathe, to meditate. I do that maybe twice throughout my workday and I always do it right before I go to bed at night. I will meditate. Sometimes it's boxed breathing. Sometimes it's five minutes. And on my Aura Ring, there is in the app, there actually is a place where I can go in and choose a meditation. Or there's lots of apps like the Calm app that you can use for that as well. So I do that. I go in and I choose a meditation that's going to help me to be able to move into that restful sleep that just reminds me to feel my body, that allows me to not have that shallow breathing throughout the day that just keeps us in that steady state of stress and it helps your body really relax. Last piece of advice is your calendar. You know, there are so many projects that I'm working on at any given moment from a current community, our collective, serving our collective and serving our members, to my leadership mastermind, to my my network marketing business, to projects that are coming up in the next couple of months, to recording two podcasts all the time. There are projects and due dates and deadlines in my brain at any given moment. And what I find that I have a talent and, and a gift and an ability is to Sit down and say, okay, if the due date for this project is going to be April 1st, I can then back myself into these are when all of the things need to happen. And instead of just, and things always take us longer than we think that they're going to take us. And I was having this conversation with one of my coaching clients yesterday. We were talking about just deadlines and being an eternal optimist. And we always just underestimate the amount of time that it actually takes to get something done. And what has helped me to really show up differently in that capacity has been my ability to say, if this is the due date, here's when I want the emails ready to go. Here's when the landing page needs to be done. Here is when the social media copy needs to be put out. Here's when the podcasts are going to be recorded. Here's when the story sets are going to be created and uploaded. And so if you can do anything, get it out of your head. Create some timelines in your calendar for upcoming projects. Look at your upcoming vacations. Assume that it is always going to take you longer than you expect to do a project. So just plan accordingly. If something ever feels like it's too fast and it's not realistic, back down. Just back the timeline down and give yourself a little bit more space. There are going to be seasons, and there was that season for me. December and January was a wild season in my life, and Katie and I worked harder than we ever worked. We were having regular meetings. We were constantly double-checking and triple-checking our list and staying on top of projects, and not only did we launch an amazing product called the Direct Sales Done Right Collective, but we had wild, massive success with it, and it was because – not because we didn't have stress, not because everything went perfectly, because we showed up different. We managed our stress. We set our intentions. We knew it was, we anticipated things going wrong. We just knew it was going to happen. We kept reminding ourselves, bring the energy, bring the energy, bring the energy. And as we brought the energy, we just showed up differently. You have to manage your calendar the more successful you are, the more important it is. Otherwise, you are going to feel out of control. And that out of control is going to ruin your happiness. It is going to ruin the quality of your life. I will say that to this day, there is never a season where I don't have stress. There, I'm always learning new ways to manage it. And I'm always working very hard to show up as my most authentic self through it all. Pretty much It just helps me to be able to show up differently. I'm grateful that I have a sounding board, my husband, my business partner, some of my best friends, to talk through some of the stressors in life. But I also am always seeking to surround myself with people who are busy, who are on the go 24 seven, who don't have a lot of downtime and free time. I love to surround myself with high performers because that's how I'm going to become a high performer is by being around those people. So, friends, who do you need in your circle today? I don't know who it is, but here's the thing: if you are needing to elevate your circle, I've got two things that I want to suggest to you. Number one, get into our direct sales done right collective. I'm going to drop you a link. You can actually get a get hundred dollars off an annual membership if you work with us for a year and come into the. Most amazing network marketing community out there where we are just committed to your success, to your mindset, to your growth, to all of the above. Secondly, if you want more of an elevated experience and you really want to dig in and work one on one together through business, I'd love to invite you to check out my private coaching program. I've got two spots available for the next six months. So if it's something that you're interested in and you're ready to make an investment, because it is an investment. We can work together one-on-one, twice a month, to help you achieve your business and life that you desire. All right, friends. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you tag me on Instagram. Let me know if you loved it. Let me know your top takeaway. And I'll see you back here for another episode of the Women Inspiring Women podcast.